0: Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Madel, joined today by Chris Buget. Hey, Chris. Hey, Rachel. How's it going? It's good. It's summertime. I'm loving it. Well,
1: it's ending summertime here. Tomorrow uh, tomorrow's the first day that um, our specialized instructional facilitators for assistive technology, the team that I work with, they all come back from summer break tomorrow. So
0: today is their last summer break. It's winding down. So summer's ending. I know. It's crazy. I'm trying to figure out my schedule for the fall, and it's... A headache, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least.
1: Yeah, scheduling is always the, the trickiest way. It's kind of exciting to kind of figure out your schedule, and where you're going to be and what you're doing. But it is also a difficult thing to do. Let me, let me ask, how do you do your schedule? Do you just have a calendar and try and pop it in there?
0: So... That's what I used to do in the good old days, but now we've grown. We've grown over here. <laughs> and so I have a lot more kids to see and I have clinicians filling up their schedules and so I um I use Theranest, which is a kind of like a it's not meant for speech therapists necessarily, it's meant for I think more like traditional therapists like psychologists, but um it's a really great platform that I really enjoy using and it's super simple cuz you can see everybody's calendar. You can see just one clinician's calendar. And so, yeah, I just like plug it all in. We send out a Google form actually that um, asks for people's availability because that's the worst thing is going back and forth, trying to figure out everyone's availability. And when do you, you know, when's your ideal session time? And so we have a very detailed form that we send out once we eventually get them back. That was the last two weeks was us like hounding people down trying to get their schedules because we can't do it until we have everybody's right. And then we kind of have to like look at everyone's and figure out what makes the most sense
1: you're gonna hire another person right that's exactly
0: that's what I'm trying to do if you guys are listening and you live in Los Angeles or you want to live in Los Angeles you should apply I'm always hiring (laughs) especially AAC clinicians which are hard to find I found a lot of great clinicians that are willing and open to learn and so I'm happy to train that you must love technology
1: (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna talk to my wife see what we can do so, so as the new school year kicks off, right, uh, that also means it's the end of summer school or extended school year services. And I have a quick story to share about the end of extended school year services. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Because the staff that I work with is off for the summer, it's me. There's a handful of pieces of equipment that I have to go and pick up. Someone who's just using something for that period of time. And so I was going to one school uh, recently uh, on the last day of extended school year. Uh, after all the kids had left, and the, the teachers were packing up their rooms and putting things in boxes. And I went to this one classroom where there was a couple of assistants. And there's one assistant there that was from one school that I had worked with previously and another assistant from a another school that I had worked with previously. So the two assistants had not known each other prior to extended school year services. But, you know, as summer happens, as they ended up in the same room for the summer, they'll go back off uh, into their classrooms during the regular school year. But they knew me separately from the different trainings that I've done with them over the years. So anyway, long story short, I go to this room and I'm looking for a missing GoTalk 4. Uh, you know what a GoTalk is, It's kind of a green device. It has four cells on it uh, where you can program different words. Nothing against attainment or that particular company, but it's not a robust language system where you get four words, right? Still, it was used temporarily over the summer for whatever purpose, and it was on my list to go pick up. And I walk in there, and there's this guy who's an assistant through his year, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh my gosh, Chris, I haven't seen you in forever, but I got to tell you, uh, during the school year... You came and you did a training on AAC for the staff. And I was the paraprofessional working with a couple of kids that I was in the training. And I went out and I bought the app that you were showing us, which happened to be Lamp Words for Life. I was doing the Lamp Words for Life slash, you know, modeling on that particular system. He's like, you know, we had three kids that were using it. I just decided, you know what, this is something that I need to know. And he went out and he bought it uh, for himself. And he goes, I've been modeling and I've been learning it. And he goes, you know, I still have, I still have to look up words occasionally. And I'm an expert like you. And I was like, wait, whoa, I'm not some expert that knows where all 4,000 words are on this device. You know, Me I look up just like, so yeah, as we're standing there listening to, as it, it, the, the other assistant was there. And she was like, oh my gosh, he did the training at our school too. And um, and I was using that. She's like, and I really didn't know uh, what I was doing with this, these communication devices. And then he came in and did this hour training. At least it gave us an idea of what to do. She goes, but you know, there's this one kid that this, and we did, we found the go talk Four, and uh, so, as, you know, as we're ch- having this conversation where we're looking through boxes, right, and like, oh, here it is, it got packed up, and she's like, you know, I know this one kid that that would be perfect for, this go talk Four would be perfect for this one kid. And the other assistant, he said, wait a second, how is he going to get, if, if it's only got four vocabulary words on it, how are we going to model all the words? Like that's what I've been working on on the device. And I didn't even have to say it, right? It was just two paraprofessionals, I happened to be there to hear it, but two paraprofessionals having this discussion about robust language and how you're going to model words when you only have four words. And she, you could see that the, the, it, it dawned on her like, yeah, right? I mean, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been modeling with, the, with these devices during the school year, that kid doesn't need a four cell device, he needs something more than that. You know, It was just her initial thought, like I know this one kid that four cells would be perfect for, but then when we dug in deeper, and not even me, the other paraprofessional dug in deeper, she immediately came around to it like, oh right, uh, how can I model if I only have four words? And It was just this great moment where it wasn't me that had to be saying it, it was other people had come to it.
0: Oh man, that really warms my heart, Chris. <laughs> I love that story, and the fact that you didn't have to say anything, it just makes it that much sweeter.
1: Yeah. So there's a little coda to this story, Rachel. Both of those are paraprofessionals that were working over extended school year services and paraprofessionals that were working you know, prior to extended school year. But today, I went to new teacher training, where I did a little presentation about what is assistive technology and what is AAC. And there they were sitting together. They're both new teachers. They hadn't shared that with me but they had both, they were moving on. They weren't going back to their previous, they were becoming uh, teachers now. So full, full, full-time employees that are salaried with their teaching license and teaching credentials. And I was like, yes! And they were sitting together uh, at a table, I was like, hey, you guys, like, they would have not have known each other if it wasn't for extended school year services. So it was just a nice little ending to the story. It wasn't just about AAC, it was about these two people connecting over summer and sharing this experience that was AAC, and now I can see it. I can see their professional learning network growing, right? Like they now know each other. They'll rely on each other. They'll email each other. And, and that's such an important aspect of teaching and especially maintaining um, your own personal health of uh, is, is looking to your support network and i just saw it today it was just an exciting moment
0: oh i love that i feel like you always hear kind of negative things about esy extended school year because you know a lot of times you have clinicians who don't know the students and we're grouping students that you know normally wouldn't be grouped together and you know everything's kind of crazy because by the time you get settled then it's it's over you know, all the negative things that you hear, but there's a lot of positives. And I think that for, especially for our AAC learners, it's such a great opportunity to, you know, have different communication partners, you know, especially from a teaching context to help the clinicians and the aides and the teachers around you by showing, right? So if there's one person in the room who knows how to use LAMP words for life and can show other teachers and aides who might not have exposure to it, then it's a perfect learning opportunity that those Paraprofessionals can take and then potentially use in the future in you know their more permanent placement during the school year.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny you say that, Rachel, because you know more than once it has crossed my mind over the years that maybe it would be better if we had year-round school, right, and that we didn't have extended school year. But um, some of the points you're making really have me thinking about it, right? And it's yeah, I've definitely been going back and forth with it. I mean, but like you said many students would be kind of stuck with the same communication partners all the time. And that's not really super authentic. I mean, I guess my family's people I'm with all the time, but I'm constantly talking to different people, right? And so Mm -hmm. this gives an opportunity for students to have different communication partners, people who they can learn from and who they can teach, right? And it gives teachers opportunities to work with the different students. And sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees, right? So, or another way to put it is, The old like like I I don't actually see my my own kids growing, you know, it's I have to look at pictures or it's when an aunt or an uncle stops by and visits and goes, oh, my gosh, the last time I saw you were up to my, you know, they are the ones who see the growth. And so I could see that as a as a negative to having year round school if you're with kids uh, too often.
0: Absolutely, and I feel like that generalizing piece is so big. I started doing uh, online video coaching. Um, it's been really cool. I've been coaching clinicians who are interested in learning more about AAC, who have AAC clients who aren't in the Greater Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. So I was working with uh, an SLP, and she was talking about a AAC user. He is twenty years old and just got introduced to a device like a year and a half ago. And has made amazing progress. She sees him in the library. And I was talking to her about you know all the skills and it's like she's like what do i do next and i'm like there's so many ideas but i was like you know he's making a lot of progress but i really think you need to get him out like you need to get him out of that library or at least into a different room or at least talking to the librarian we need to like increase his communication partners and increase the different settings that he's in before we start making the you know the language piece more complex because if it's not generalizing then you know who cares what he can do inside four walls once a week so anyway next session she like took him downstairs to talk to the librarian she came back the next week and was like oh my gosh Rachel he couldn't do anything all the skills everything we've worked on like he did it. he was having a really hard time and i'm like see i'm like so now we have some goals right we want to increase the ability to communicate with different communication partners um, before we make things a lot more complex cuz she was talking about you know he's doing really good stuff with grammatical endings and you know, past tense and all these things, which is great, right? And we want to model those things and we want to teach those things. But for me, it's more important that we increase the amount of interactions with communication partners and vary the setting before we start working on, you know, more sophisticated language concepts, because if they're not going to generalize, like that's a huge problem. Yeah, absolutely. What's the
1: point? Like you said, right? I
0: think that's fantastic. So this was just recent,
1: right? So we don't know how things have progressed with him as far as his generalization goes? Not yet, but I'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious how it all turns out. So Rachel, we started out this conversation with a little bit about your scheduling, the tool that you use for scheduling. That's really what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the episode, right? This is part two of our productivity
0: hacks. Is that right? Absolutely. We did an amazing webinar for AAC in the cloud, which is an online AAC conference that happens once a year. And we talked all about productivity hacks and what different apps and extensions and programs that you can use to make your time stretch a little bit further, right? Um, You know, instead of having to send the same email over and over again, um, one of the the hacks that we talked about was using canned responses on Gmail, um, which is literally one of my favorite things, um, especially for links. I always save links, like frequently used links in the canned responses. Just because I'm constantly trying to refer to you know, a website or one of my videos or a really great resource or links to our intake paperwork, all these things are really, really helpful. Um, And so, yeah, I'm really excited to share part two of this episode. It was fantastic. And we did promise the people, Chris, that we're going to do a part three, right?
1: Yeah, that's coming right up. We're going to record that
0: next, right? Yep, absolutely. We're going to do part three for you guys because we definitely did not get to all the hacks that we had to share. And we need to share this information because it's going to make you more efficient. And also, it's going to help you think through different ways and outside the box To think about how you can communicate with team members and collaborate, because that's what we know, as far as AAC is concerned, is best practice. And that's how kids really start making fast progress, is when we find a way to all communicate with the team.
1: So, without further ado, here is part two of our webinar for AAC in the Cloud about productivity hacks.
0: Please listen carefully.
1: Hi, I'm Matt Hott, one of the hosts of Speech Science, a weekly podcast bringing you all the information that you can handle related to speech sciences and disabilities. Michelle Wintering, Michael McLeod, and I interview leaders and difference makers in the field. Every Tuesday, we drop a new episode. You can find us on iTunes, Android, and on our website, www.speechscience.org slash speech science podcast. Join us as we try to find the answers to the question, what is communication?
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to AAC in the cloud. And this session will be presented by Rachel Madel and Chris Bouguet. Their session is tech hacks that support team collaboration, productivity, and efficiency. So go ahead and take it away.
1: All right. So so I'm a a tech uh, nerd, right? And for years, I could not move away from my to-do list, my paper-based to-do list. I I had a, a, a sheet of paper or a notebook that I would go through every day, make a to-do list, cross things out. Oh, it feels so good to cross things off my to-do list. And at the morning or at the, at, in, in the evening, I rewrite my to-do list and gobs of time. And then I said, OK, as a, as a tech nerd, I got to move away from this paper-based stuff, and I got to get to a digital version. So I tried OneNote as like a list maker. It just didn't work for me. I tried Evernote, which I mentioned here. Like uh, my former supervisor was a huge Evernote Evernote fan, and um, and he had an Evernote tattoo. Even he was so excited about Evernote. So I tried that. It just did not resonate with me. Could not switch over, Rachel, until I found Google Keep. So Google Keep is a Google app that you can just you know, do a, do a quick Google Google search for, Google Keep. And what it is, is a giant wall, a digital wall of sticky notes. So if you're a sticky note person and you like to jot things down in sticky notes and you put sticky notes everywhere, this is really gonna resonate with you. So what you're looking at now on the screen is my Google Keep. And this is a list of, of uh, you can kind of see, it, it kind of looks like a bunch of sticky notes that I've slapped up on the wall, right? Um, And you think that's kind of disorganized, Chris. I mean, Jesus, look at all this. Jeez, sorry. (laughs) Jeez, look at stuff up on on that wall. How do I organize it all? Well, the idea here is that you can organize it based on tabs over on the left-hand side. They call them labels, right? So if I really just wanted to see uh, the stuff that was related to dyslexia, I can click on dyslexia and it strips away everything that's on the wall, all my sticky notes that are on the wall. And it puts them there's there's just the stuff that has to do with dyslexia or if here's my aac thoughts thoughts i have on aac it strips away everything that's not aac thoughts and it just leaves the stuff that is labeled with aac thoughts up here on the wall that here uh i went to atia which is the assistive technology industry association Uh, and you can see there's a couple labels here i've been using this tool for a while now and so here's all the different uh uh, when I'm sitting in sessions and taking pictures and taking notes in sessions, this was my notes from ATIA 19, right? And so this is this is the primary way I organize my life and keep track of everything is that I put it all in Google Keep. Now, it has lots, many more f- features and functions. If if we had, if this was a, a three-hour webinar, I'd go deeper into it. But if you, if you have tried to go digital and you haven't been able to do it, this is the tool um, for you. I want to show you one last thing uh, with Google Keep before I before I move away from it and that is the primary function of Google Keep is when I have all those sticky notes and I do have them labeled so that I can organize them and strip strip get to the ones that I need to what it, Google was made famous for was its search feature right I mean that's why we that's, that's Google's known for is is going to Google and googling it right searching it so that is kind of the brilliant part of it I can go to my notes And just do a search. And like I just typed in the word science and all the notes that have science in it, right? If I wanted to find, I don't know, let's say core vocabulary, I could do core and here's all the stuff that has core in it. Again, it's stripping everything away. Even if I didn't use those labels, I could just use the search feature. It's kind of the new way of organizing or the new skill we need to teach students is really not necessarily how to organize things by putting them in file folders or putting them in categories. But the more important is the search skill, being able to go back and find things that you have put in or that you have gotten uh, out of your brain and put into Google Keep, you can go back and search it.
0: Does that help? And, and I also think that it's important when we're working with students, um, especially older students. I just did it today. I, a vocabulary word came up and the student didn't know what it was. And I said, let's Google it. And I was like, do you know what Google is? And she was like, she's a first grader. And she was like, no. And so I showed her. I was like, well, it's google.com. And you know, we you can do kind of what's uh, what I would consider as a think aloud. So I would just talk through like, well, I don't know what that word is. So I can type that word in here and see, and I can click on images. And so I think it's a really good strategy, especially for older kids, like you said, Chris, to talk about the searchability, uh, to talk about how can we find the information if we don't know the information.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Rachel, I just moved some slides around so you can go next and talk about some more Google productivity hacks.
0: Great. Okay. So, you want me to start sharing? Please. All right. We're at canned responses. Let's see. Yes. Screen share. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention about Google. I really think we have to like dive into Google. I was telling Chris this um, before January of this year. I was kind of dabbling in Google, and of course, I used Google Drive and all these things. But I didn't find Google as useful until I actually dove in and was like, "It doesn't matter. Like, I'm doing everything through Google." Because I was doing a lot of piecemeal before. So I think that's an important thing to remember: is just you know making sure that you're you're diving into Google because when you dive in wonderful things happen (laughs) okay let's talk about canned responses so this is a feature that you can i think i actually have it um so if you just put canned responses in gmail um it shows you how exactly to set it up but basically what a canned response is is an email template so if you um for example I have, um, after I do presentations, I oftentimes get people who are trying to ask for the slides or, um, you know, asking me, you know, to send links. Um, And so what I'll do is I'll have an email template because oftentimes I get like 20 or 30 emails. And so I will save a template and I will just add the template. So in response, you can just go down here and it says canned responses and you have all of your templates. Um, You can save links in there. And then it automatically adds it to the email response. And then I can go in and if somebody asks me a specific question, I can of course answer it. I can personalize it to say the person's name. Um, But a lot of the information stays the same. Um, This is especially awesome when you're thinking about links. I'm always sending links to people, the same kind of links. I'm like, oh, check out this video. Check out this resource. Um, so having that link saved so you don't have to go search every single time that you're trying to share the link, um, it's really, really helpful. Um, and so you simply go. Um, you can type in canned responses Gmail, and it's a Gmail feature. Uh, it has been a lifesaver for me I hate writing emails and so being able to just quickly like send a canned response um you know if you're working in the schools you could set up um and we're going to go into a little bit uh a little bit more in a second about how I automate um setting up phone calls with parents and teachers and other practitioners um it's just a really great way to save and send links okay let's see what's next Oh, here's more, more Google productivity hacks for me. Um, okay, so I wanna show this search feature. So these are all links, so definitely download or um, click on the link um, to, and we'll share it at the end, to access these slides because these are all uh, clickable links. But um, there's this awesome one that I just learned about. So basically, um, you can see my my Google, right, Chris?
1: Yes. Okay. So, yes.
0: This is a feature that you set up. And if you click on this, it it shows you exactly how to do it. But you know when you're trying to find a Google, something in your Google Drive, and you're like, oh, I don't know where it is. And you click on Google and all these things. This allows you to type in the word Drive, and I automatically, you can't see because it's shaded out, but you see, search Google Drive. And so I can automatically, from my browser, just search, you know, talking with tech. And, well, that's not coming up. TWT is typically what we do. Um, oh, yeah. So these are. this is like the folder that I always go to to put our interviews when we do the podcast. Um, so that's one that has been super, super helpful for me. Um, so you can just search. You just, again, you just, you have to follow this intense article to figure it out. But once you do, you can just type drive or anything for that matter. You can set it so you can type anything. Um, and it'll search in Google Drive, which is awesome. Um, Okay, let's see, what else? Um, So this, so I have a spreadsheet. Um, We do team meetings and this is just an example. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Loom in a second, which is awesome. Um, But having a spreadsheet with links um, is really really helpful. Um, we I'm at, I do consulting at a school, and we have a weekly team meeting. And if people can't make the meeting, we always record it. Um, but having it all in one place is really helpful. We have a, the same Zoom link every week, so we have the information here. Um, we also have a password to protect everyone's information. Um, but you can see, you can just track these meetings. So if I was out on vacation and I wasn't able to make a meeting, I can just simply you know have a link to this. Spreadsheet, and I can go to the meeting and I can watch the video of what I missed. Um, There's a lot of really great ways that you can use spreadsheets, but this is one that I find super helpful. Um, You can also do this with specific clients. Um, So if you do recording of your sessions or anything like that, you can just keep it in a spreadsheet with um, the password protected links. Uh, Let's see. And then here's some keyboard shortcuts. We're not going to get into that. So we have enough time to get all the other great stuff that we're talking about today. Um, okay you
1: want to take over Chris sure thing so let me jump over to the google here and go back to screen share we're not making people sick by jumping back and forth but no, right <laughs> all right let me go to screen share all right buddy it sounds like I went to... while you were talking there Rachel I jumped over to this slack and it looked like there was a lot of people who used Google. Right. So here's a couple of other Google tricks that not many people know, because some of them I think are relatively new or less lesser known. Right. So here's the first one. It's I'm sure most people use Google Drive. Right. They know how to uh, type in new uh, and get a get a new Google um, Doc, Google Sheet or Google Slide. Right. But what they might not know is this feature called Google Follow up. OK. So what Google Follow up is is if you go over to your Google Drive and clear this so you, so you can't see it. In fact, let me just refresh. So here is my Google Drive, right? And bam, if I go, oh that didn't work. If I click on the little drop down arrow and I go down to follow up, right? So so this is usually blank. And I click here on the drop down, it says follow up and it's got a little like dash there. But if I click on that little arrow, it says any suggestions and action items. And When I go to any and I hit search, it takes all the things that are in my Google Drive that have been assigned to me and it puts a little number next to them. You'll see this little number four. I know it's a little hard to see. Hold on, let me blow that up. See how there's a little number four and here's this one has 117. These mean that they, I, someone has tagged me in this Google Doc, and it says, hey, Chris, you have something that's been assigned to you. So just real quick, let me do that to, to Rachel. I'm going to go over to Google Docs. Right? Oh, he's
0: assigning me more work.
1: I'm assigning you some work, Rachel. So Google Doc, right, and show you how to assign something to somebody. Right? So let's say Rachel and I were going to uh, collaborate on this document together. I'm going to share this. With Rachel, I'm. I'm going to assume most people know how to share a Google Doc, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time explaining that. Just you click on the share button, um, you wait for it to load. Come on, Google.
0: <laughs> I know this presentation is so contingent on really strong Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, it
1: really. Is. Uh, do you know how to make this spin go faster? It's another little productivity hack. Most people don't know how to make how things make it load faster. If you tap your foot. It's not even kidding, fat, but it's not working right now.
0: Thank you for that. Now I know.
1: <laughs> so, let me try one more time. Share. There we go. Uh, let's say hacks. Okay. Hit save. And then I'm going to type in Rachel. All right. There's Rachel. And I'm going to hit send, right? So, now I just shared this with Rachel. So, Rachel and I are collaborating this document together and I need to... um Assign something to her. Well, there is this commenting feature. So, uh, Rachel, here is a to do for you. Uh, Rachel wouldn't have any notification that this that she has to do anything. I'd have to jump over to my Gmail, let her know. Hey, Rachel, I've uh, assigned something to you. And can you can you check out the Google Doc that I shared with you? I've I've left something for you to do there. Whatever we're waiting on. But there's a new feature. That if I add a comment, right? I'm, you've probably seen commenting before. But if I add a plus beforehand, it gives me a list of people. You can see people that I've collaborated with before, and I can just do a search. Like here's Rachel, right? So I type that in, and now I can say, "Hey Rachel, uh, this is ready for you to review," right? And it gives me a little checkbox that says assign to Rachel," and when I assign it to her it automatically sends her an email and it shows up in her email. And now she can click on that email and it would bring her right to this Google this Google Doc. But this can get kind of unwieldy. You don't wanna have a, a thousand emails with different tasks that you that people have assigned to you. And so what that does is if you go back to the Google Drive here, this number four indicates, when I do this, this uh, follow-up, this number four indicates four things on that Google Doc that have been assigned to me uh, the same way I just assigned something to Rachel. If Rachel were to go over to Google Drive and she were to go to uh, pull up this little drop down arrow and go to any, she would see uh, something called hacks with a number one next to it because I have assigned her one task. And this is a quick way to kind of organize all the tasks that you have and that you need to go back and do. You can see I've got some to clean up here on some of these old documents. These These are a couple of years ago, so. So, I'll do them eventually.
0: Cool. Cool. All
1: right, well, what's next? Again, that's a feature I don't think a lot of people know about.
0: We're running low on time. I knew this would happen. We have so many hacks to share. Not enough time.
1: Uh, let me show, you know what we should do, Rachel? Now that I think about it, knowing that we knew we were going to run out of time. We knew we didn't have enough time to do all this. What if we were to uh, continue this, uh, on a future episode of our podcast. So we would just continue doing these productivity hacks and to share the same URL and just do it as an episode in the
0: podcast. What do you think about that? I'm in. I love talking about productivity hacks, so. All
1: right, let's try and squeeze in a few more here in the last 15 minutes. So one other real quick one that I find is a little bit of a, a jaw dropper for most teachers when I show them is that I have created a bunch of little bookmarks here, little quick links up in the top of my toolbar. And the way I do that is to get to put stuff up here. You can see like, what's GK? Well, that's a quick link to open my Google Keep, right? There's a quick link to get to Drive. Well, how do I do that? Any URL that appears up here, see that little lock symbol? When I click on that lock symbol, I can drag it down and you can see how it puts a little um, vertical bar there. Wherever I put that, that then becomes a quick link that I could quickly click on later. And it's just, again, a very quick hack that gets me to the, the tools that I use frequently. You can see there's Twitter, there's that QR code, there's Bitly, I've made them, there's my Gmail. I've made quick little, and then to make it, see how that's super long, to make it shorter so I can fit many more up there, is that it says AAC in the cloud, you know, 2011 productivity hacks. If you right click on it and you choose edit, Here, I can make it shorter. So maybe this is just AAC Cloud, or maybe it's just AAC Hacks, you know? When I hit save, it shortens it up, and that's just a quick link. And I do that sometimes either temporarily, because I'm using the same link for a a project that I'm going to for the next month, let's say, and then eventually that project's over, and then I just delete the link from here, you know? I can always get back to the link, but I just don't need it in my little quick, quick, quick access toolbar
0: cool awesome all
1: right i'm gonna stop sharing and let you share
0: all right so let's see let's screen share.
1: oh let's talk about zoom
0: let's talk about zoom so chris and i use zoom actually to record our podcast um uh oh hold on let's go back Okay, so Zoom is just a free, well, it's free for 45 minutes, um, video meetings. So it's really great. I love doing Zoom for uh, team meetings. Um, it's so much easier than conference calls. I feel like a lot of people are more engaged. Sometimes I do, you know, consulting with families who don't live in Los Angeles, and so um, it's just really nice. You feel like you know somebody when you see their face, and you can kind of interact with them uh, via video. Um, and Zoom is a really great platform. Forty-five minutes. The first forty-five minutes are always free, um, and you can also record. Um, so it just has a lot of really great features. Um, Next one, I'm really excited because most people don't know about this, and you can you can hear the excitement in my voice. Um, so Loom is wonderful, first of all, because there's a Google Chrome extension, so you can access. Let's see, see up here on my screen, it says nine plus. Um, so this is a Google Chrome extension for Loom. Um, the really nice thing about Loom is that it allows you to capture um, either screen recordings, video recordings. Or both so let's see let's see if I can do this um, okay this we're gonna be in the matrix because you're gonna see my face again <laughs> um, okay so you can see that here it is my face I can do screen plus cam so this would have my screen and my face I could do just the camera which is just me or I can do just my screen and then you can h- see I hit start recording um, so let's do screen plus cam um, I hit start recording. I can share my screen. It says three, gives me a countdown, so I'm ready. Um, and then I can start screen recording. Um, so right now it's recording. Then I hit this little, I can pause it if I need to pause it. I hit this little checkbox, and it says finish recording. And you can see it says, this link has been copied to your URL um, and it's called Google Hangouts. You can rename it. So I could call this um, AAC in the cloud. You also can password protect it. So anytime I'm talking about client information or anything like that, I always add a password. Um, And of course I have all the appropriate permissions beforehand. Um, And then I can just copy the link and I can add it to an email. I can, you know, put it anywhere I need to put it. Um, But the nice thing about Loom is that it allows you to send videos without having the storage space. So when you send like a, if you take a two minute long client video and you have to then send it, you have to, you know, figure out some other alternate means to send it. It has to be through Google. It has to be through Dropbox. But what's nice about Loom is that you have up to a hundred videos for free. Um, and so it's just such a great way to, um, Sorry, I'm making you guys probably nauseous. Um, it's such a great way to share videos quickly. Um, I also have this amazing article down here. So there's a way that you can stream your iPad to a Mac. I don't know if this works with Windows-based systems, but say I was talking with a family and I needed to show them how to, I'm sorry, I'm so confused. Where am I? Where am I in space? Here we go. Um, say I was trying to uh, figure out how to uh, upload a vocabulary. So oftentimes I will customize vocabularies for you know certain devices and then I'll send them. Um, if, I, if I wanted to share my screen on how to set that up, I could use Loom um, and this article, like I said, down here explains how to stream your iPad screen to your uh, your laptop. And then you can just quickly use Loom, um, and just do a screen recording through Loom and then you get an automatic link. And then what I do, Um, Is then I'll oftentimes use a canned response. So like, you know, for the link to the Loom video that I took on how to upload a vocabulary on Proloquo to Go, for example, um, I would simply just add the canned response and say like, you know, here's the vocabulary that I've customized. Um, Here's a video, a quick video on how to upload it. So it's just amazing that you can do this, um, and it's completely for free for the first hundred videos. Um, and I take, sometimes uh, I'll have um, some of the clinicians that I supervise, I'll have them take looms of their entire sessions. Um, and so it's just a, such a cool, um, and here's one on how to leave a podcast review, um, such a cool feature that I just, like, I'm obsessed with this. I use it all, all the time. Okay, I know we have a lot going on. Let me stop sharing so Chris can hop over. Have, all you ever, right. have you guys ever heard of loom put it in the comments if you have because i haven't met a lot of people that have
1: Okay. all right Rachel, we have more to share but i think there's just maybe one more and then open it to any kind of last questions people have does that sound good yep okay so so what we've talked about now is a bunch of different productivity hacks and um One of the big things that I think we, you just, for instance, Rachel, you just talked about how you make all these URLs for Looms, right? It's how do we keep yourself organized, right? And I saw some of the questions over in the chat were like, um, uh, how do you find resources? How do you keep those resources? So I want to show you two quick ways of keeping yourself organized with all the resources that you're finding when you're out there learning about all these different tools, all the different research, and all that kind of stuff. So one, I mentioned Google Keep and that I use Google Keep. Uh, So look over here, this is my Google Keep again. And I just want you to notice, this is the label for AAC thoughts. And you'll notice on all my little sticky notes that are slapped up on my wall, that some of them are just URLs. Look at that, they're kind of just long URLs. And it's like, wait, what is that, right? And where do they come from? So for instance, let's say I went to um, here, the CEPC one, right? there we go. This is a, a resource that maybe I want to share uh, and I'm gonna go to just a slightly new one, right? So this is a URL that I have. Come on, is that Okay, and here I have, right up here, it says save to keep, right? So what this is is the Google Keep extension. And when I click on that, It says, hey, Chris, do you want to save this link? Now, in this case, I've already saved it. Um, Oh, here we go. It's finally loaded. You'll note that it's grayed out now. So when I click on Save to Keep, it automatically saves this to my Google Keep. And I can add a little label to it, AAC Thoughts, right? And when I, it's saving, saving. Once it's done saving, it'll pop, and which is, there we go, it's saved. It'll bring it over to my Google Keep. And look, there is my new... Uh, sticky note that is slapped up on my wall specific to the URL that I have saved. And so that is one way to save URLs that you have either made yourself, that it's your own, your own resources, like I said, all the looms that you have. Bitly is another way to kind of have an archive of all the stuff you've bitly but this is just stuff maybe you're finding out on Twitter or on a Facebook group, a uh, resource that you find. This is a quick way to keep it all in one place and you can have more than one label if you wanted to. So that's uh, one way to keep yourself organized. But another tool, something that um, I, myself, and the team that I work on that have been using for years is something called Digo. And that is that little blue D right here, this extension. So again, let's take a a website here. Let me go to uh, call Scotland for a second. And here's a PDF uh, on, iPad apps for complex communication support needs and AAC, right? There's this cool wheel, right? And I'm going to want to refer to this more often. So I would click on this Digo, and I want to save this URL. Uh, and I'm going to hit Save Bookmark. And it's very similar to what I just showed you with the Google Keep. Here's the URL. I can add in tags. Well, this is going to be AAC. This is going to be about AugCom. This is going to be about language. I can add as many labels or as tags as I want. And I could hit save right now, and it would keep it in my own little private library of all the other uh, bookmarks that I've saved over the years. Um, but I don't want to just save it to me. I want to share this out to the world. So I put it in a group. Uh, me and a bunch of my colleagues that uh, work for Loudoun County Public Schools created a, a group where only we are allowed to put stuff in the group, but the world is allowed to see what we put in the group. So when I just uh, added it to that to that group. And then i go down here and I hit save. Hold on, do that one more time. Save bookmark. I'm just gonna add it to the group. LCPSAT, oh, it's below that. There, move that out of the way. Hit save. It adds it to this group for Digo. And when you go to our Digo group, let me just show you what that is. Digo is a social bookmarking tool that allows you to keep all of your bookmarks in one place and share them in a group. So here you can see are a bunch of my colleagues that have uh, the the ability to save items to this group. And so you can now go search this group for things that that we have found. So for instance, here's Core Vocabulary. Uh, If you were to go search Core Vocabulary, for instance, out on Google, you would get hit in the face with a fire hose. Thousands and thousands of resources on Core Vocabulary. If you come to our Google group, or sorry, our Deego group, this is stuff that our team has vetted and put in the group. So you're searching, we like to think of it as taking a drink from the garden hose, right? There's still lots of resources here, but it's stuff we've laid eyeballs on before, stuff we've looked at and sort of vetted as good resources. And that's a, it's just a way of organizing all of your resources, one collaboratively, or if you even if you're doing it by yourself, um, keeping all of your stuff in one place. I hope that makes sense. We can go check our Digo. Yep, <laughs> it is. So I'm seeing Alyssa. Wakelet is very similar to uh, to Digo. It's is a, a way to collaborate and keep things in order. Sorry. All right. So I'm going to stop sharing. There are other tools we could get to, but let's ask. Let's get to some questions. What do you think, Rachel?
0: Yeah, I'm so sad. There were so many ones that I wanted to talk about, especially like my like how we I book phone calls. But you'll just have to come to the podcast and listen. <laughs>
1: What a great little tease. (laughs) I
0: know.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about IFTTT, GIFT. I know. It's okay. We'll have to save it. We'll have to save it. All right, so let's look at questions. Let's. Are there questions people have, productivity, anything that we've talked about that either you use or that you have questions about, Uh, do you like to learn more about, that we went too fast? What do you think?
0: I also want to pose this question to the group. If there's anything that you have that you don't think that we have, put it in the comments. Let's just like share all of our productivity apps, extensions, websites. (laughs) Amy Anderson says, ah, need info on booking appointments. Big time sucker for me. (laughs) Use Acuity. Use Acuity, Amy, or Calendly. Can I show it real quick, Chris?
1: Show it. We got two minutes. Go ahead. Squeeze it in.
0: Okay, I'm gonna show it real quick. I'm gonna give the people what they want. All right. Acuity. Acuity, there's acuity scheduling and calendly. Both are free websites that you can add. Um, you can add them to a website, but you also can just have your own personal link. So as you see right here, the worst thing in the world to me is going back and forth trying to set up appointment, phone appointments with people. So what I do, this is our this is our podcast one. Oh are we are we getting cut off No? Okay. Sorry. I'm keeping any feedback. I keep thinking someone's trying to stop me from talking. Um, Anyway, so you can see that you can set in certain office hours. So every time I'm in the car, for example, you can book a 15 minute phone call with me uh, because I want to try to maximize my time. Um, So if you work in the schools and you know, every morning you have between eight and nine, you can set your availability and then you can just send a link that says like, so excited to be working with your, you know, your child this year. Um, If you want to ever set up a a phone call with me, here's my scheduling link um, and you can set it up. Um, I do this with with so many different things i do it for phone calls with clinicians um phone calls with people that just want to talk for you know networking purposes or whatever it might be i send them my acuity link and they can book a phone call with me um the paid version which is so nice it integrates with your google calendar and so you're able then to um it knows when you're busy essentially so it can't like somebody can't book a phone call with me if they know if, if my Google calendar says I have an appointment at that time. So anyway, hopefully that helped Amy. Um, Oh, what is unpaywall?
1: It is a a way to get to research that is often behind a paywall.
0: Ooh, I love that. Um, okay. Any other
1: questions? I'm going to say it's six o'clock now and we still have some more to go, but again, check us out on the podcast because we will continue this there.
0: Yeah, let's go to our our bit.ly link, see if I can find it. Oh, man, my computer is real, real stuck right now. (laughs) There we go. So here's the bit.ly, so this is the bit.ly link for a podcast. It's bit.ly backslash backslash TWT podcast. Uh, We have an awesome Facebook group too. We would love for you guys to join us. Um, Lots of really great AAC conversations going on in there. And we've had the most amazing, amazing people come on our podcast. So it's really, it's really awesome. Okay. Thank you guys for presenting. Um, And thank you, everyone who tuned tuned
1: in for this session. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. You're listening to The Exceptional Podcast Network.